This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As November comes to a close and we enter into December towards the wonderful celebration of the birth of Jesus, Pastor Ray wants to remind us how we've been made to change things and what a wonderful creation he has made us all to be. We often hear that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, but Pastor questions if most truly know what that means. Just how special are we? Surely Jesus didn't become man, live on this earth, and suffer the crucifixion so that when we finally accept him, we could live anything but an exceptional life. Pastor's powerful two-part story of the men lowering their friend through the roof to meet Jesus speaks of every Christian's power and ability to make a change in someone's life. Jesus perceived their actions as faith, and the man was healed. Let's now see how we too have been created to change the world. The world is looking for leaders who are going to lead them to a better place, and we have the opportunity to lead the world to Jesus Christ. That's what these men did. They got something good and they, with their persistence, with their faith. So Jesus perceives this as faith. So they open up and they put the they put the, the, the lame man before Jesus, interrupt the meeting, and uh, uh, Jesus looks and he says, and I like this, and it's, he says, son, your sins are forgiven you. And verse 6 says, and some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning within their hearts. Here come the religious bunch. Here Jesus is doing miracles and awesome things are happening and the religious people come in and, and they start reasoning, trying to, trying to find a way to corner Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And that's still, we still have religious people that exist today that want to put the, put the kibosh on, 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 the, on, the, on the Spirit of God, amen, and, and stop, the, stop the flow of the Spirit. It says, son, your sins are forgiven, but the scribes were sitting there and they were reasoning within their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Wow, wow, come on, come on. I'm sure that religious bunch was sitting there and thinking, dear God, this is crazy. People coming in through roofs, breaking holes in somebody's roof. The nerve of these people. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus, Jesus recognized it as faith. He saw desperation. He saw passion. He saw compassion. He saw a group of people that were willing to do whatever it took to get the job done. And he perceived it as faith. It was unstoppable faith. I said, unstoppable faith. 
They refused to be denied, and Jesus perceived it. But here are the Pharisees getting on. But Jesus said, okay, if you don't want me to say your sins are forgiven, then I've got another way. Get up and take your bed and walk. But your sins are still forgiven. Hallelujah. So verse 12 says, Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Wow! Praise God! We've never saw anything like this. Thank God that God is still doing things that, some things that we haven't seen yet. Thank God that God still wants to do miracles, signs and wonders to the amazement of, of people, of men. So I just, I just look at six things here, five things actually that, that happened in the lives of these men that brought, brought about a miracle. And let's just, let's just enumerate them and talk about them a little bit. Six actions that these men brought forth in their life. First of all, it was love, love in action. They didn't come by themselves to the meeting. They reached out to someone who was in need and they brought him along with them. I learned a big lesson with that. We've got to not only, here, let me give you this verse. Let me give you this verse. Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Paul writes it this way and says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Now listen, listen. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So if we're going to have impact in anybody else's life, if we're going to do what Jesus has called us to do, then everything has to come. Everything has to be motivated by the spirit of love. It's called love in action, see? And, 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 and we have to do it not because we have to, because we want to, because we're moved within our hearts to touch another life. So I see love in that. I see perseverance and pers- persistence. And you see, when they couldn't come near him, they didn't just give up, like we said. They pushed through. They figured a way. They were persistent, and they kept at it. They didn't let the difficulties of the way discourage them. Here's another verse for you. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. And Paul writes this way. He says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. We, have, we need to have persistence, endurance. And that's, that's really lacking, I believe, in the body of Christ today. So I see love. I see perseverance and persistence. I see unity, coordinated effort that brought about uh, a successful, um, just a successful deal here in the life of this man. If we're going to bring, if we're going to have, if we're going to have success in the church, then we have to have unity in the church. The devil likes nothing more than to cause discord and cause breaks in, in the body of Christ. Because by doing so, he really, he really kind of di- diminishes our strength and our ability to reach out and to touch lives. So these men worked in unity. You know, when they got there and they saw there was no room, they didn't have an argument among themselves and say, no, I don't want to go on the roof. You take them on the roof. I'm going to go home. No, they, they stuck together and they worked together and they said, we can do this. And they encouraged one another. And when they couldn't find a door or a window or any other way to get in, one of them came up with the idea, let's go to the roof. Whatever we got to do, let's bust open the roof. And we, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go do it. And they did it together in unity and they had an awesome result. 
You see, there's power in unity. Uh, one of the Psalms says, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the, the oil that pours down the head of Aaron down by, through his beard and so on and so forth, you see. And um, here's a verse for you in, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verse 19. Jesus said it this way, said, if, and again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, two of you agree on earth, my God, wouldn't it be powerful? Wouldn't it be wonderful? We can get two people to agree on anything. He said, if, if you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So we see the power of agreement when we come together and we work together in unity. There's great power that is available to us. So I see unity working in the lives of those men. And they were able to get this guy to Jesus and get a miracle in his behalf. I see faith. I see faith. They had faith to believe that Jesus would heal them if they got him there. Now that's, that's the way you've got to bring people to church. You've got to get people out there in the world believing when they come in these doors that their lives are going to be changed forever, right? Because what did I say in the beginning of this? We've been called to make impact in the lives of other people. That's what we're called to do. But you've got to have the faith to believe that as you bring people to church, as you talk to them about Jesus, as you share the gospel with them, you have to have the faith in your heart to believe that God is going to work in their lives and perform miracles and touch their lives in a very, very powerful way. These guys had the faith to believe that they could get them to the meeting that Jesus would heal them. See, that's the way you've got to bring people to church. That's the way we're going to make impact in the lives of others. Just believe that once they get here, pray for them. I'm sure, who knows what these guys did, but, but what we ought to be doing is we ought to be praying for the people in our, in our households that need to be saved, praying for the people in our community, praying for the people at work. And then as we have opportunity to invite them, bring them to church, believing that God is going to touch their lives. When you get them before Jesus, you never know what's going to happen. I said, when you get them before Jesus, you just never know what's going to happen. Come on, give me a better amen than that. And then the final thing, I see boldness. They dared to do the impossible. They dared to do something that was unusual, something different. They dared to face it and say, we, can, we don't have to go the conventional way. Let's do something differently than we've ever done before. Let's, we can't get in through the door. We can't go in through a window. Nobody's going to make any room for us. So let's just bust a hole in the roof. They dared to do something different. You know what? That teaches me something. God will give you creative ideas. <laughs> God will show you how to get the job. God will show you how to witness to people. God will show you how to make impact in people's lives. God will show you creative ways to get them to church. He couldn't get them through the door, so they brought them through the roof. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know that you want to hear about getting rich and getting, you know, your needs met and getting a new car and getting a new house and getting a new watch and getting new clothes. I know you want to hear about all that stuff. You want to hear that that's, but that's good. And you're going to hear that, but you've got to hear something that's more important than all of that. There are people out there that, that wait in the balance that are on the side, just waiting for somebody. The fields are white for harvest. Jesus said, all he's waiting for are the laborers to go out into the harvest field and collect the harvest and bring it in. So right now, every one of us, I I don't know, there's 500 people in this room, maybe 450 people in this room. We have 450 people that can touch 450 more people. 
That's how many more people we can affect in this one week by speaking the word of God to them, by praying for them, by having a heart of compassion for them and their needs and the, the sufferings of their life, by getting them by the hand and saying, enough is enough in your life. I don't want to see you suffer like this. I'm going to take you to church and you're going to meet Jesus and Jesus is going to change your life forever. And listen, if they, won't, if they won't go willingly, then pray to God to give you a creative idea. You got to bait them. You got to do something to get them. If they won't go through the door, they won't go through the window, then you're going to have to take them the roof way. Hallelujah. You're going to have to pray for a creative idea, an unusual way to get them to come to church. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and, and the Lord... The Lord is going to bless your efforts. And I'm going to tell you what, when you start bringing in the lost and, and the hurting, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to see the power of God come upon this house. You're going to see miracles happen in the lives of people. That's, see, see, I'll tell you what. I, I hear about this, and you do too. You hear about the missionaries in Africa and in, in China and wherever they are, where, where, you know, some of the third world countries, not China, but Africa for sure. And you hear, you hear of these, these big meetings that they have that people come to, and then you hear about all of these signs and wonders and miracles. You know, you wonder, why don't we see the signs and wonders and miracles in America? Well, I think that we've just gotten very lazy. I think we don't have the same passion. I don't think we have the same persistence. I don't think we have the same compassion for people that we ought to. We live in a, in a, in a, in a very high, high stress area up here in the Northeast. And most people that live up here, we're all jacked up. I mean, we are just jacked up all the time. And we are like, you know, always, always going tight, you know, wound so tight. And, and, and you see, but down out, you hear these missionaries come back with these stories. And I've heard them. They've told us, some of these people I know personally. They say, people will walk miles, some of them without shoes, to come to a meeting. They'll bring friends. They'll carry the sick, whatever, on their backs to get them to the meeting. And they'll, they'll wait all night long. They'll camp out the night before that meeting happens, just waiting and expecting that when the preacher gets up, Jesus is going to show up, the power of God's going to show up, and things are going to start happening. You know, that's what we need in the body of Christ. I mean, the, the first... The first sign of a raindrop, let's stay home and watch a movie. Good day to just snuggle on the couch and eat popcorn and watch a good movie. Let's blow church off. I mean, we wonder why we don't see the outpouring of God's Spirit. There needs to be a hunger. There needs to be a passion. There needs to be a compassion. There needs to be a boldness in our faith that, that refuses to be denied, that says, we're going to church, man. We're going to get everything that God wants from us. And we're not going to go along. We're going to take as many people as we can along for the ride. Come on, somebody in this house. That's what I glean from that story. And Jesus looks at it. Some will look and say, you're a fanatic. Praise God, I've been a fanatic all these 31 years, and I'm going to continue to be a fanatic. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what they perceive me to be. I, I look to Jesus. He looks at it as faith, as great faith. And when he sees faith, he gets ready to do a miracle, to unleash a miracle on us. That's what we need to do. We need to wake up the church of the living God. We serve the living God. We ought to be the living church. That's why you're sitting in living word, because we are the church of the living God. 
That's what's going to make a difference. We've been created for impact, to impact somebody else in this world. And I see that these four men got hold of that. The word was being preached, and they said, we're taking our friend and we're going there. When they couldn't get in, they did whatever they had to do. They got in, they got their miracle. Jesus saw faith. He was pleased. Miracles unleashed. His life has changed. And I would imagine those four men's lives were changed forever. Praise God. And that's what we're in this world to do. We're here to change lives. And I'm not the only one that's supposed to be doing it. We're all supposed to be changing lives wherever we are. Come on, can I get a better amen? So, we're going to reach farther than we've ever reached before. I'm praying. I'm praying every day, every time we pray here. Lord, send in the harvest. Expand the platform of this ministry that we will be able to reach farther than we've ever reached before. Touch more lives than we've ever touched before to help people to know about the love and the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness, the cleansing power, the healing power, the miracle, miracle wonder-working power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. I got to get some folks that are going to get on fire. I've got to get some folks that are not just happy just being a Christian, but you want to be a passionate, you want to be an on fire, hot for God Christian that lives this stuff every day. Come on, somebody in this house, help me. That's willing to be bold and courageous and willing to do the unusual and willing to spend your life to help somebody else to come to know of the living God. That's the message that I'm trying to get across. That's the group of people that I'm trying to raise up. How many of you say, here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Not going to be any good just living your own little life in your own little corner and never spending your life helping or touching or affecting another human being. That's what we've been called to do, to affect, to infect, to help other people that are around. And you see, this is the problem with the modern church today. And I'm not, listen, I'm not coming against anybody. I don't stand as judge over any other minister or ministry, God forbid. But it's, it's, it's merely an observation. And my observation is simply this. So much of what we're hearing today is so self-focused, you don't even hear about evangelism anymore. You don't even hear about compassion for other people anymore. It's all about what God's going to do for you and how God's going to bless your life and how God's going to help you, you, me, me, I, I, we, we, me and my family. That's all you're hearing about today. You better tune your ears into it. I reject that kind of preaching. It's out of balance. We need to get back to the idea that we have been put in this earth by the living God to affect other lives, to preach the gospel, to let people know of the life-changing relationship that can happen with you when you come to know Jesus Christ, how he will transform your, your life, fix your life, heal your body, do all these wonderful things. That's what we are, that there is a salvation that is available to men that he paid a very big price for. So, so this is what's beating in my heart. I want to help you to become an on-fire, passionate witness out in the world that you might go out into the world and really stir up some trouble. Hallelujah. Stir up some fire. Go out there and pray for somebody. Grab hold of somebody this way and say, wait a minute, buddy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Someone comes to you at work maybe and starts telling you their problems and all they want to do is tell you your problems and you just listen very politely. You say, whoa, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, buddy. Come over here. Let's hold hands. I'm not getting weird. Just hold my hands. Let's grab hands together. Well, what do you mean? I want to pray for you. And then begin to pray the prayer of faith over their lives. Speak the word of God over their lives. Pray down the power of God over their lives. Pray in such a way that they'll be shaken by that prayer. It'll shake heaven and shake hell. And blessing will be dispensed upon that human being. And God will get his work done in their life. You see, that's what you do. Don't just sit around and listen. Say, we're going to... We're going to impact. We're going to do something. We're going to make a change in somebody's life. You see, you know someone's hurting. Don't just, don't just, be, don't just listen to their problem. Grab hold of them and pray for them. If you see someone out there that's in need, don't just say, be, 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 be fed and well warm. Be warm and, and well fed. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. We're going to pray. No, reach into your pocket and dispense a blessing. Give a blessing to that person. But make sure you do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you don't do it in His name, whose name are you doing it in? If they don't know it's coming from Jesus, who's it coming from? It would be like you giving me something to go bring to somebody, and I bring it to them, and I hand it to them, and they say, well, gee, thank you. You're so generous. You brought me an apple pie. And I walk away and say, yeah, okay. When that really came from you, What I should have done is brought that apple pie and said, so-and-so wanted to bless you, and they told me to bring it to you and to give it to you. So don't thank me, thank so-and-so. That's what church is about. That's what the gospel is about. That's what God wants to get going in our lives. So I, I commission you, by the name of Jesus Christ, you go out in the world and you be radical for Jesus. You go out in the world and seek the lost. You go out in the world and you pray for people. You go out in the world and lay your hands on people and curse sickness and pray down the healing of God. You go out in the world and preach the gospel. You tell the world that there is a God to to know. There is a person named Jesus Christ who died for you and shed his blood and is coming back real soon. There is a God out there of mercy and of love that wants to show you his peace and his joy. I've experienced it and I want you to experience you, you, I commission you to go out into the world and compel them to come into the kingdom. Bring them to church that we might preach to them and help them. Bring them to the church that I might have an opportunity to lay my little Greek hands on them and to see the healing power of God go into their bodies. Bring them to church that their lives might be forever changed by the power of God. I want to see, I want to see the passion and the fire of God upon this house. Make the devil shake and everybody else shake that comes near. We, I'm, come on, man. It's time for us to shake things up. It's time for us to shake things up. I said it's time for us to shake things up. Shake it up. Well, that's what I get out of that little story. And I hope love, persistence, unity, faith, boldness, that's what we need operating in our lives if we're going to make a difference in the lives of people and even in our own lives. Amen? Amen. Did you get something out of that today? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.